Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger, today with my fabulous co-host. Hey, guys. This is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. So today we're going to be talking about added sugars. And I know that this can be a bit of a hot topic for a lot of people, especially the If It Fits Your Macros community that Mm -hmm. kind of waves the Pop-Tart flag uh, high. (laughs) But we... We're not so dogmatic about that. We do, both of us, personally track macros. Uh, Mm -hmm. We do not follow a meal plan. We have followed meal plans. Uh, We've done food Mm -hmm. exchanges. We give hybrids to our clients. So do not by any means think that we are against sugar. Uh, It's not something that we're super dogmatic about, but we just wanted to highlight a couple of things that are important for competitors to know in regards to added sugar what it can do to your prep, and um, some of those things. So I want to first start out by kind of talking about the evolution of sugar and how several hundreds of years ago we consumed four cups of sugar per year. And now, on average, Americans consume six cups per week, totaling 312 cups per year, which is very substantial. So we naturally – okay, so – in the environment, there's certain seasons when things are available, such as honey or sap syrup coming from a tree, um, your like fruits when those bloom. Uh, so historically, our bodies, you know, we didn't always have access to um, apples outside of the mm-hmm. fall and year round, or right. um, things like that. Uh, berries, you know, they were only available at certain times and since we've evolved in our agriculture and as a whole we are very not only does the food um, companies the corporations they add sugar to things to make their foods highly palatable and highly addictive Mm -hmm. Um, so they sneak in sugars in items that really don't need to be there that would be sweet on their own accord but they they want you to keep purchasing that item. So right. um, just to put this in context, for um, if we want to be aiming for less than um, six teaspoons per day for women and less than nine teaspoons per day for men. So that's just under a cup a week for women and about one quarter cup per week for men. Um, it's just one of those things that for me, I personally recommend – that my competitors stay under five grams of sugar. And just like I give guidelines for their macros, especially if that they solely track and they don't use our food exchange, I mm-hmm. let them know, you know, plus or minus three grams of fats. Um, hopefully you can zero out. And then with protein and carbs, plus or minus three to five grams. And then just look mm-hmm. at your sugars too on your nutrient contents of my fitness pal. And make sure those are mm-hmm. under 50. And there's several reasons why. Uh, I don't know if we want to get into that just yet. Um, do you have anything to add before we kind of move forward with that? I just think that's a crazy visual of thinking about a cup of like sugar and using that throughout the week. It just seems like a lot. But I I agree with everything that you're saying. I think environmental changes and also like food production plays a huge role. And I think a lot of times we think the bodybuilding community is the healthy community and so we're not uh, subjected to as 
much of those things because we're eating like healthy bodybuilding foods, but it is um, eye-opening to know like if you are tracking your macros, how to differentiate your nutrients to get the best out of your prep. So I, I, I'm applauding everything that you said. I think it was well-spoken. Well, thank you. And even if we're quote unquote eating clean, so you have your fruits, uh, different types of vegetables, things like that. There's sugars that naturally occur in our, you know, one ingredient foods. So Mm -hmm. we have to also be aware of that when we are hyper-focused on hunger. So if your calories are low, you're deep into a cut, it's really important to limit your sugars. And my recommendation that I make to athletes with like fruit, especially because it does digest very quickly. It's a naturally occurring sugar, but it is a sugar. Uh, It does have fiber, so it slows things down a hair, but I recommend that they eat fruits around their workout. So pre post workout, totally fine. Keeping that number, like I said, under, you know, 40 to 50 grams of sugar is where it needs to be. So what I've noticed with my competitors, especially the ones that are dieting, those really quick digesting carbohydrates are very unfulfilling. They are Mm -hmm. not satiating and competitors Mm -hmm. will have more tendencies to overeat because they run through them quickly. And even people in an off season and an improvement season, I've noticed, and I've just had conversations recently with uh, some competitors that they went over in their sugars and they, you know, have binge tendencies. They overeat Mm -hmm. because they're just not satisfied and not full uh, from maybe like instead of choosing, um, you know, like a fruit, uh, maybe choose like an oatmeal where it's a little Mm -hmm. bit slower digesting. It sits on the stomach a little bit better or a sweet potato, Um, you know, brown rice since it has a little bit of fiber versus like a cereal, uh, which is really quick digesting and usually has a sugar sugars added as well. Yes. I love that you said that, um, especially when someone is dieting because making good food choices is going to, um, and when I say good food choices, making appropriate food choices, especially when it comes to your carbohydrates, is going to differentiate how you are feeling. Um, I know my body, no matter what season it is, it like runs through like quick digesting sugars way too fast. So it's helpful to be in the habit of eating um, complex carbohydrates on a regular basis. But I still have those times where like before my menstrual cycle where I'm just really craving sugar or I'm craving chocolate. And the beauty of counting your macros is that you can fit in the foods that you are, you're maybe wanting in that moment. Um, But I have to be very careful because, you know, if I, um, set aside some calories and macros for some chocolate. Um, a lot of times if I overdo the quick digesting, um, sugars, like Amy's talking about, it just perpetuates the issue. So I'm already have high cravings because I'm premenstrual and then I'm eating too much of something sugary because it's supposed to be fulfilling my craving when actually it's kind of compounding the problem. So I think, being educated while you're tracking your macros is so essential as an athlete. Yeah. And just widespread metabolic issues, like for the general population, chronic health conditions, uh, growing waistlines, there's just so many 
diseases, um, you know, excess body fat, inflammation, health concerns such as cholesterol, triglycerides, vascular issues, prediabetes, um, diabetes, and high blood pressure um, are some of those. And then additionally, depression, mood disorders, certain cancers, um, mm-hmm. fatty liver disease, acne, gout, just some things that, um, you know, this chronic pain and um, very preventable metabolic issues in this country can be kind of um, either reduced or eliminated by watching sugar content. So why don't you, if you don't mind, uh, start with where sugar might be hiding? Sure. So um, there are a lot. Okay. So there's a lot of names for sugars in general. Um, So like Amy talked about, we have some things like uh, fruit, which we're going to get natural sugars from, but there's a lot of other um, common names for those. So common things to look for if you're looking through ingredient lists are um, cane sugar, coconut sugar, um, sucrose, things like fruit juice concentrate, uh, fruit juice solids, honey, molasses, uh, I know they they say anything with an os at the end of it is most likely sugar because of the molecular uh, makeup of it. So fructose, dextrose, maltose, um, and then some other things like brown um, rice syrup, corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup, uh, maple syrup. Uh, let's see, what are some other things? Fruit nectar, barley malt. So a lot of things that we may be not identifying as sugars in the ingredient list can be, um, are actually a substitute or sweetener that uh, is just another variant of quote unquote sugars. Yeah. And a lot of things like when we think we're actually eating healthy and they kind of sneak in some sugars, um, there's different items and I'm just going to kind of go over some of the ones that are in the bodybuilding world that you're probably going to come yeah. across because we all know the obvious ones. Like a lot of you probably Ice aren't cream. eating like granola bars, nut bars, energy bars, trail mix. Yeah. Um, if you are having a flavored yogurt, maybe yes. Um, and then probably a lot of you aren't having the crackers and breads, but those all have sugars as the ingredients. I'm assuming most of you are drinking coffee drinks that are zero calorie, but we all know that like lattes and different things like that do have sweeteners in them but the biggest culprits I think in the bodybuilding world are things such as nut butters and um, it's very rare if you look at the ingredients on a peanut butter jar so when I was first starting out in coaching I would you know I would read labels a lot and so you have to be careful to not to, to pay attention to the ingredients list and not so much the nutrient content because if you take a peanut butter and you look and I I'm thinking right off the top of my head of one that doesn't have added sugar and that's Smuckers um, you can also get it ground but most of the peanut butters like Jif, Skippy all those they have sugar as an actual ingredient so not mm-hmm. to be confused with the content of the nutrients because just only peanuts only salt also will have sugars in it because peanuts the actual nut has sugar in it so you have to read through those ingredients labels and be aware of what things are hidden inside there Um, I feel like 
that's probably why most nut butters are pretty triggering to bodybuilders because it does it usually has some actual pure sugar in it and it can be very triggering food especially if you're dieting hard um other things like you know almond milk coconut milk always always get the unsweetened kind yes and be careful when you're ordering at coffee shops i've noticed that a lot of people think that just the almond milk isn't going to be sweetened um even Mm -hmm. if i've requested it sometimes i'll just like i I hate you know be a pain but i'm like can i just see the the label of that and there's been several times where they're like oh yeah it's unsweetened but it's not it actually does have quite a bit of sugar in it so um i know like my silk and my blue diamond um unsweetened almond milk it's 30 calories and when you see that at like a starbucks especially they don't usually have the unsweetened kind Mm -hmm. it's usually the 80 calorie um type of plant-based milks and then another one that's big is ketchup so yep i personally like no sugar added ketchup so obviously tomatoes have sugar in them but Mm -hmm. the regular ketchup has actual sugar added to it and a lot of sauces like barbecue sauce um Anything that's sweet, like a sweet and sour, spicy, sweet chili sauce, honey flavored, like garlic flavors, things like that, like honey mustard, raspberry vinaigrette, those usually have sugars added to them. Mm -hmm. Um, Any other ones that you can think of, like in the bodybuilding world that might like sneak up on us? Uh, I know sometimes people will get um, those cold uh, coffee drinks, like they have... uh, you can just go into like a convenience store and buy like a Starbucks uh, like pre-made coffee drink and it will say like black coffee um but if you look at the back some of them are like basically there's no sugar it's just coffee but there are some that have sweetener and sugars in them as well too um and it can be like up to 10 grams per serving so that's a tricky one that i have noticed um, I actually wanted to ask your opinion on PB2 because I know so many people in the bodybuilding world love PB2, um, and they like to utilize it in their macros because it saves them on fats. What's your, what's your stance on, um, something like that? Yeah, you can see on a PB2 that the main ingredient is sugar and it's super triggering, especially when people are dieting they're like, oh, I want the taste of peanut butter, but I'm really low fat. I don't have enough room in my macros, so I'm going to put PB2 in there. Now, I was corrected by one of your competitors, which I was glad to see that there is Aldi makes a generic brand of powdered peanut butter. I'll just call it powdered peanut butter because it's not PB2 brand. Sure. That one only had peanuts as the ingredient, and I think maybe salt, but there wasn't actually sugar in it. So mm-hmm. just, again, read the labels. Don't read the nutrients content. Read the actual ingredients. And like Chris said, look for those O's, <laughs> the O-S-E, yes. at the end, and that will give you some clues. Perfect. All right, so – Let's talk about reducing your overall intake. So step number one is just preventing cravings. So do you want to go over some of those tips? Yeah. So something that you can do, which we've mentioned before on the podcast, is to hydrate with water. So make sure that you, um, you know, you, I think sometimes our hunger cues can be associated or 
they can be misinterpreted as hydration um, signals that we need a little bit more water. So just making sure that you're, you have plenty of water in your system. Um, I know sometimes if I have a client or myself are competing and we're on lower calories, use, utilizing a BCAA um, in water also helps with some sweet cravings, but also, you know, it has the amino acids to help with muscle tissue and also keeping you hydrated at the same time. So have another you ever thing tried, real quick before you go on. Go so I, you know me, I overdo whatever it is that I do. So <laughs> I went like overboard on BCAAs and that really messes up your um, protein synthesis spike. If you have too many branch chain amino acid spikes throughout the day. Um, glad you mentioned that. Right. So a new thing that uh, First Form came out with is a zero calorie uh, hydration stick. I don't know if you've used those, but they're really good. I haven't, no. Yeah, they're, sh they're sugar-free electrolytes, and they give it your water a sweet taste, but then they also replenish your electrolytes. I love them. They're very good. Excellent. So That's great. Sorry. Okay, so there you go, everyone. Another <laughs> option. Uh, okay, so the the second thing with preventing cravings is balancing your blood sugar. So kind of like what I was talking about with um, pre being premenstrual and eating a lot of quick digesting sugars that just kind of made my, you know, they make your blood sugar spike and then fall very quickly. Um, you want to make sure that you are surrounding or using primarily whole foods to kind of help with blood sugar management. So making sure you're getting good quality proteins from, uh, you know, like meat, fish, eggs, getting in fiber from vegetables, which can give you a lot of volume as well too. And then, you know, utilizing your fats from sources like, uh, almonds or like we were saying nut butters but pairing things as well too so I think sometimes if you just go and eat um you know like a like some fruit like Amy was talking about or granola bar or something quick digesting um it, that there's a reason why like macronutrients are paired together in meals to kind of help balance out blood sugars so like proteins fibers fats are going to help balance that out as well uh, let's see. Uh, so thinking about your snacks as well, too. So if you're craving something crunchy or salty um, and you're thinking about chips or crackers, having maybe some uh, lightly salted rice cakes for the crunch. That's one thing that I like mentioned to people. If you know, like I think identifying what it is that you're actually really wanting and then trying to substitute it with something that may be a little bit more beneficial towards your goals um and thinking about uh like i know protein powders a lot of times we can make into like cakes or mix into yogurt um there's a lot of different ways to kind of make your snacks satisfying or make your food satisfying without gravitating towards a lot of things with added sugars in it and two more things are prioritizing sleep. So we all know that when you are sleep deprived or you are really fatigued, your body will shift its hormone regulation and you'll actually find yourself more prone to uh, cravings or increased appetite. And so the triggers can be a little bit more substantial. So making sure that you're managing your sleep as much as possible 
getting enough sleep and getting quality sleep. And like most things that we talk about having them in a habitual pattern is going to let your body regulate into that system. And as you know, and the sleep will, like I said, also manage your hormones, which are related to um, ghrelin and leptin, your hunger and satiety hormones. And then lastly is do, um, if you are deficient in nutrients, sometimes that's where our cravings can come from. So making sure that you uh, are getting well-rounded meals, stuff that's coming from whole foods, you're adding in food variety. I think that's another thing that in the bodybuilding world we fall into eating the same thing over and over again. Um, in the instances which are most of the prep life where you can add in food variety, uh, make sure that you're doing so, whether that's swapping out vegetables, swapping out complex carbohydrates, adding in variety of meats. Again, don't eat something that's going to be that you know is inflammatory to your system or is an intolerance or an allergy. That's a no brainer. But as much as you can, making sure that you're adding in some variety will make sure that you're getting all the nutrients that you need. And then especially when we're on lower calories, making sure that we uh, are continuing to prioritize like um, maybe some supplementation through vitamins, I think is always wise. Like I say, the healthy bodies are the ones that look the best on stage. So those are just a couple tips to kind of knock out some cravings that may be creeping up on you. And they're easy lifestyle things that you can switch around to help subside. Yeah. And then step number two is just evaluate your current intake and make sure that you're kind of looking at everything and seeing what things that you can swap out that will still be similar in adding value and taste and flavor, uh, but maybe just not extra sugars and things. So I know I mentioned the ketchup with the sugar-free, but also hot sauce and mustard. So sugar-free yes. ketchup still is calories, um, even though it's mm -hmm. not added sugar. It does have calories. So hot sauce and mustard are zero calories. So those are good uh, substitutions. And then if you're wanting something barbecue, I know the Jay Hughes is one that is sugar-free. Um, it still does have calories, so... I would recommend doing like a dry rub to your wings and ribs. Now that's something to pay attention to as well. I am not one to track spices, but there's a couple of spices that um, I think everybody should be aware of that they can sneak in not only hidden sugars, but also hidden calories. So mm -hmm. if you look at um, your spices, a lot of times they will have sugar as an ingredient. Um, mm -hmm. Those popcorn like enhancers, I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know what the name of those are. But if you read the label, the ingredients not only has milk in it and uh, whey, but it also has sugar in it. Um, mm -hmm. So just thinking about that spice. And uh, another one that if you're really having to watch your fat and your calories, a lot of people like that everything but the bagel seasoning. But think about yeah. the fact that uh, the ingredients in there, the sesame seeds, yep. the poppy seeds, those are calories. So mm -hmm. the amount that says zero calories is just because the FDA only requires that you um, that you can be off by 25 to 30%. So just, I know for me personally, I would load that stuff on my food. Um, <laughs> and it really adds a lot of fat. So just FYI, mm -hmm. it doesn't have sugar in it usually, but... 
Um, some other things to be aware of instead of doing like a raspberry vinaigrette, make a homemade dressing with just some olive oil, some red vinegar, some Italian spices are good ways to make a sugar-free, um, very uh, natural whole ingredient salad dressing. And then I think we all know that soft drinks, we definitely need to go the diet route, um, not the real way, um, or the the heavy sugared, uh, mm -hmm. plain uh, soda. And then any kind of, you know, nut butters, they're going to have flavoring in them. Yogurts, if they have a flavor, usually they have some sugar in them. Uh, a fruit and nut mix, usually the fruit has actually like a dextrose coating on it, the dried fruit. Not only mm -hmm. just the, you know, dried fruit itself ha is like a natural occurring sugar, but it usually has some either granules of sugar on it or yep. um, like a yogurt coating or a chocolate coating, again, adding there. Um, and then those are all the ones that I can think of that – are there any other ones that you would eliminate or swap out to – I definitely – I definitely – like that you mentioned the dried fruit one because I remember I had like dried cranberries this was like I think a year or two ago and I freaking love those things and I was like oh I'm eating fruit this is great and um you know I always pay attention to like my blood sugar spikes and I was like I looked at the ingredients finally one day and I was like oh my gosh they added sugar to fruit so always read the ingredients never assume um but yeah, that was one that got me a couple of years ago. That was interesting. Yeah. You want to take step number three? Oh, yes. Okay. So if you're looking to eliminate sugar, um, I think looking at your serving size and frequency of anything sugary that you're eating could really help. So kind of like managing your intake, right? So we want to make sure that we are reducing our overall um sugar intake but I think thinking about eliminating completely is not something realistic so we want to make sure that we are looking at um, again like Amy mentioned 40 to 50 grams within your my if you're using my fitness pal to look at your sugar intake making sure that you're strategic where you're putting your um, quick digesting carbohydrates like your fruits pre and post-workout um, and then always making sure that you are um, measuring it and you're pairing it with something that's going to help manage your blood sugars. So again, it's a lot of like knowing how to utilize these things because sugar's not bad and it can actually, you know, there are good sugars out there and accompanied with some good foods that help our bodies that we need. So I think um, the misconception is like one thing is bad, this thing is good, and it's black and white, but really knowing how, how to manage and not overdo it, um, I think is the important part. And I think a good example is like what you said, Amy, about fruit and how it's very easy to overeat that. We think it's low calorie. We can have a bunch of it, um, but because it doesn't, um, we don't get as much, we don't get full as quickly from something like that we can really tend to overdo it on the calorie end. Yeah. And if you want like a sweet treat, if you know you're going to a restaurant for like a refeed meal and let's say you factored in, you just were really craving a donut. So go to that restaurant, order an egg white omelet with a bunch of veggies in the omelet, eat that first. 
so that mm-hmm. you have a good quality protein source. You have a complex carbohydrate in those vegetables that are going to slow down digestion, maybe even add a fat like avocado to the omelet, something of that nature, and then eat the donut so that you're not consuming, you know, and maybe just order one, you know, rather than yep. go out and get a box because uh, those mm-hmm. will go really fast. <laughs> yes. So all right. and you won't even know. <laughs> yeah. They just will slide down the throat like butter. So who, who ate all these donuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's always like, okay, well, I don't want to waste this. Like I got a dozen and I was going to share mm-hmm. them with a bunch of people, but no one ate any. So I guess I'll eat the rest of it. Um, same thing <laughs> with like cake and birthdays. I always, yeah. for my kids' birthdays, we always did cupcakes. And it just, because I'm that person that will eat the corner of a cake. And by the end of it, I'm like, oh, where'd the rest of the cake go? You know, you're like, oh, I'll just get a little bite of frosting on the corner. And by the end of it, you're like, whoa, this whole cake just disappeared. So it's just being more mindful, like bringing the mind to like portions. Um, Even with things like nuts and chips and stuff like that, or trail mix, it's good to get those pre-portioned bags. So that mm-hmm. you're more mindful and you're not like getting a giant bag and before you know it, like the rest of the bag's empty. So, uh, which exactly kind of leads segues up into step number four. So just drop the guilt and mindfully choose your indulgences. So, you know, if you're at a meaningful, I think I mentioned this, this last Thanksgiving, you know, I really love my sister-in-law's homemade cheesecake. So I planned for it. I made sure I had plenty of vegetables, like plenty of protein. I had all my meals for the day and I figured it in my macros, but it was kind of like the last thing I ate. So I didn't overeat um, more than just Mm. the piece. But, you know, you need to be, you need to like plan and strategize. So, you know, if you work at a place where there's just constantly a buffet of like tempting food sitting out, you know, is it really worth it to like have that like crappy break room muffin or, you know, um, but like, just make sure that you have some forethought. So like, is this indulgence meaningful? Like, we'll prioritize the food and like when you're actually going to like enjoy those different times where sugar would be a meaningful thing and it's special to you. Um, And then, you know, I think just doing these step-by-step approaches that overall you'll feel better um you'll feel balanced in your life so you'll have a little bit of gray where you can you don't have to say no to it all the time but just you know those special occasions so maybe you're consuming more like our ancestors where they they consume four cups a year versus six cups per week (laughs) wow yeah and i like that you mentioned about the um like I was, I remember us talking about like post-show and like the, all the treats that we want to have. I mean, we didn't talk about that, but I mean, competitors talk about that, right? Like, oh, I can't wait to have this Pop-Tart or I can't wait to have X, Y, and Z. And really picking like what's worth it. Like, and I remember you like verbatim saying like, this isn't worth it. You take a bite of something and you're like, this isn't worth it instead of just consuming the whole thing because you couldn't have had, you couldn't have it before you want it to be what you want it to be. So you keep eating it. Like you were good of like, if I take a bite of something and it's, it's not what I want it to be, then I don't continue eating it. So 
I think that's a really good point of making sure like, what is it that you really want and make that work versus just whatever you can get your hands on because you're having a craving at the moment. Yeah. If it doesn't taste as good as I thought it would be, um, I'll either like give it away to somebody else. Um, yeah. If it's safe for my dog, sometimes I let my dog eat it. Um, or I'll like freeze it and save it yeah. for another time. Or, um, I mean, I hate to be wasteful and just like throw something in the trash, but like literally right. it's not worth it. And sometimes we feel like mentally we're like, okay, well the chains are off. We're allowed like quote unquote to eat yes. these things now. So I feel like I need to get all of the foods in before I'm yeah. going to be not allowed to have them. So it's just not a good mental space to be in with that. Right. Um, so I think that it's important that you prioritize like what it is you actually want to eat. I would recommend going to a restaurant or like if it's ice cream you're craving, go with like your family to an ice cream place rather than getting like a tub at home and then the thing's gone. You know, oh, make yes. it a special yep. event so that you're like going and getting it. Or if you're going to have a treat meal, rather than hoarding a bunch of snacks and bringing them to the show, like pick a special yeah. restaurant that you want to go to and eat that meal. So then right. you can, when you go back to your room, you're not like eating um, boxes and boxes of Pop-Tarts or something like that, you know? <laughs> a suitcase of candy, yes. Because yes. <laughs> we all know we've both been there. We've both done both yep. of those things. And that's the only reason yep. why I bring them up. So mm -hmm. I exactly. always try to teach people from my own mistakes. <laughs> yep, same here. Yes. So, okay. Well, with that, we're concluding this episode on sugar. If you enjoyed the episode or you enjoy the podcast, we are just asking that you either leave a rating or review so that other people that are interested in the same topics may find us. We continue to be ad-free and we just appreciate our listeners so much. So please share this with a friend, subscribe, uh, find us on Instagram at Prep Life Podcast or at Glam Girl Bikini. And if you would like to apply for your own tailored personalized unicorn prep, you can go to glamgirlbikini.com, hit the get started button to apply. This is Amy Anger, your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, signing off with my fabulous co-host. And this is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. Thanks for listening, guys.